joy inside of us. The joy of your salvation that burns through us and lifts us up and carries us through. And Father, I thank you this morning, Lord, for every person in this room and every person listening online and those who aren't here for whatever reason, Lord, that you are bringing joy to their life. And Lord, that you are giving us wisdom and strength and guidance in everything that we do. Lord, you are such a great and an awesome God. I thank you, Lord, for all your blessings upon our lives. And we just give you praise and glory and honor this morning, Lord, that we can have joy in any situation. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Are you excited this morning? Anybody, anybody got joy in them this morning? Amen. No matter what's going on, amen, you may be seated. I, I um, was thinking about joy this week and, and I was thinking, you know, um, how good and how great and how awesome and how wonderful that, that God is and, and how his joy fills us up. And I want to speak to you about joy this morning and, you know, I want you to understand something. And, and I was thinking about this this week a lot. I got to thinking about me and my attitude and all different ones. And, you know, no matter what's going on around us, we still have joy, the joy of our salvation. And we'll talk about that some more. But, you know, any of you have any obstacles that might be in your way or have come in your way recently? I want to ask you this before I say anything else. Is how was your reaction? How was your reaction to that? Did you scream and holler and not for joy, but you're upset. See, when obstacles come, God has provided something for us, and he tells us in his word, and we, I got a lot of scriptures this morning. And, but um, God's provided something very powerful for us when we get obstacles in our way, and that's joy. When circumstances aren't cooperating, that's joy. And you say, well, how can I have joy? And why should I have joy? Because of him, not because of us. And, and you know, when people look at us, they need to see the joy of the Lord in us. The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? We'll talk about that. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And you know what? The joy of the Lord in you can be strength to other people around you. If people don't see anything but what they see with the rest of the world, and you know, I talk about that a lot. If that's all they see, listen, you know, we, we have to do things in life sometimes that aren't easy, right? You know, when you get, the younger you get, like I do, you do things. Like yesterday, thank, thank you, Kevin, thank you, Stephen. We, we worked in the uh, youth room putting down flooring. And you know, I had 10,000 steps in before noon. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. It usually takes me a whole day to get that most of the time. Sundays, I usually max that out. I ended up with about 17,000 steps yesterday. But 
And then when I got done, you know, my body was going, you know, you're not 35 anymore. And I was like, really? I just can't grasp that. So I try to do whatever I can do. And I'll say this, I think whatever's in motion stays in motion. So if you stop, guess what? You're going to stop. If I'd have stopped at 35. And I felt yesterday like I even sent Robert and Darren a picture and I, I, I um, put on it, I may have to preach laying down tomorrow. And Darren was like, I'll make you a pallet. We'll make you a pallet and that'd be fine. Well, I'm standing up, thank the Lord. I got a good night's sleep and the Lord has refreshed me. Amen. So when circumstances aren't cooperating, we need the joy of the Lord to come forth out of us, right? We need, to, we need to do that. And I'm going to give you a couple of definitions. First of all, two of this is from the Webster's. Joy is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Now, that gives you joy, right? Oh, wow. You know, that's just a good thing. And I can have joy when that happens, right? Another definition is that joy is a strong feeling of happiness, a manifestation of manifestation of happiness through an outward rejoicing or excitement. So if you've got joy, there's going to be an outward show of it, right? There should be. And most of the time when we, it's just, I said, when something great happens, you know, we're ready to shout, but when something not great, we just want to not shout. Well, let me, this is, this definition is what I think that God's word says about joy. Joy is an outward rejoicing from an inward satisfaction that you know Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's how I can have joy because I know Jesus and he's in my heart and he changes me and he gives me peace every day. So, you know, we have to realize and we have to realize that joy is a gift. It's a gift of God. I want to just, before, I'm going to read the scripture in a moment, but I just want to tell you, there was a song back in years ago. I don't remember when it was, and some of you will remember, but it's, it went like this. I'm just going to read the first. I'm not going to sing it. I could. It says, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. The world didn't give it to me, and the world can't take it away. That was an awesome song. And then there was another song that I didn't write down here, but y'all have heard me quote it before by MC Hammer. I get joy when I think about, I could do into that, but I won't. I was, what really reminded me of that was I talked to an old friend from Virginia yesterday and he used to sing that song in church and he could really do it. But um, so joy is a gift. It's something God has given us. If we look in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, it says, but in the Holy but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such these things. So joy is gift. It's one of the gifts of the Spirit. And it's the second one listed. Love and then joy. So it's important. So there's no law against these things. And joy is a gift of the Spirit to us. So I want to talk about a few things about joy. 
The first thing I'm going to talk about, the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's taken out of Nehemiah. Nehemiah 8.10 says, and Nehemiah continued, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now he just got through telling them a bunch of stuff and they're probably kind of like, well, you know, what am I going to do with this? Please and don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nothing that's happening, nothing that has happened, nothing that's going to happen. None of that is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. We need to get that ingrained into our hearts. You know, everything that, that we do has to be changed from, we have to be changed from the inside out. So we, if, we, if that's in our spirit, we need to get it to this thing here. And then it'll get it to this flesh. And then we can realize that. And then we can have joy. I think it's very important. And I don't think it's, you say, well, don't, don't, don't be a lie. I'm not saying, I'm saying that joy should exuberate from you all the time. You might have a, a tough time, but you need to be able to do joy. Not for your sake, but for those around you too. This is the joy of the Lord is your strength. And like I said, we're going to go through some scriptures. It's going to tell you that, and this is not all the scriptures. There's a lot of scriptures with the word joy in it. I didn't count them or go to something and find out or anything. And in the Amplified, it says it this way. Then Ezra said to them, go your way, eat the rich festival food, drink the sweet drink, and send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. For the day is holy to our Lord. And do not be worried. Y'all hear that? Do not be worried. For the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold. I love that. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about strongholds. And what they mean. So I'm telling you, like we had talked about strongholds, how you take those things in your mind that are bad and that are negative or that are old ways and old issues, and you tear those down and you, you build strongholds in your life according to God's word. So we need a stronghold of joy right here. It's got to get from here to here. For anything to be effective, it's got to get from here to here. So you need to build a stronghold of joy and you're going to say, you know, I don't know what's happening. It doesn't matter, but I've got the joy of the Lord. And I'm going to be excited about what God is doing and what he's going to do in my life. Amen. Yes. This next little saying I got says joy shows up. <laughs> Amen. When things are hard, joy shows up. We like things to show up, right? Anybody like things to show up? You know, we used to say, yeah, good things. Yeah, Sure. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. So joy comes with the morning. I don't care what's going on, what's happening in your life. Joy is coming. Joy is going to show up. Amen. Joy is going to show up. You know, when you're looking for somebody to come, you're excited. Maybe you hadn't seen them in a while and you're like, man, I can't wait till they show up. And you, when they show up, you're like, "Woo! ain't that awesome? Ain't that good? Isaiah 61, three says to all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning. 
festive praise instead of despair. In their righteousness, they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. It says he's going to give beauty for ashes. You know, ashes don't look great. And when, back in the day when they did, they'd pour ashes on the head, they'd do all these things. And they weren't great looking. All right? But the Lord says he's going to give you beauty for ashes. What else did he say? It's going to give you joy. Joy comes when? In the morning. That might be a little time period there that things don't look that great. But joy is there and it's going to show up big time. It should show up out of your spirit, man. And then a festive praise instead of despair. I want to say when disparity comes and you feel despair coming to you or coming on you, you need to start praising the Lord. This is festive, like not just thank you, Lord, I praise you, but fest, something that's awesome, something that's, you know, just boom. So joy shows up. Amen. And you know why, why, what all this is based in is the hope of salvation. The hope of salvation is a joy is based on the hope of salvation on nothing else. And no matter what's going on, we know that one day, right? This is all going to be gone. It's going to be that, that, that final thing. Let's go to first Peter chapter one, verse five through our faith. The mighty power of God constantly guards us until our what? Full salvation. Until that salvation is complete. When is that complete? When Jesus comes back. When, when that final thing is done, then the full salvation is brought to fullness. Is until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. You know, that means everybody's going to know whether they did or not before, they're going to know now. So be truly glad. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy. When you think about the salvation that God has given you, he says it ought to make you want to jump for joy. When things get tough, think about, you know what? Jesus saved me. I have salvation. I have a promise of a future beyond this earth, beyond this world, beyond this thing that's going on. You should want to shout for joy. Even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials, even though you had a lot of things coming against you. But when you think about, start thinking about Jesus and what he did for you, what he did for you on the cross and the salvation, and you, you should want to jump for joy. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith. So, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes, for even gold is refined by fire. So what is this talking about? These, what are these only reveal this? In other words, when you can praise God in the midst of a fire, when you can um, jump for joy when things don't look that great, they reveal where your faith really is. They reveal what stage you are in that faith. Where are you at? Do you really have faith and trust in God or do you trust in things and then hope that God will do something? Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, more glory and honor when Jesus, the anointed one is revealed. So what he's saying is your faith will result. In other words, you're going through this and you've had faith and you've had joy and you've had 
uh, praise and you're giving him honor and you're giving him glory. But when that final day comes, it's going to even be more. You're going to like, wow. You're really going to jump for more. You know what? One of the reasons that I've, I know that you will jump for joy. Because you know what? You know what it ought to be in your heart. Not that this is finally over. But everybody's going to know. And a lot of people are going to come to him. Everybody is going to know that it was real. And then this last part. You love him passionately, although you have not seen him. But through believing in him, you are saturated with an ecstatic joy. You love him passionately. You haven't seen him, but because of your belief in him, you have ecstatic joy. It says you're saturated. You know what saturated is? You know, when something gets wet, like lately, a couple of times, the ground at my house has been saturated. Like just, it couldn't hold anymore. I looked out the, was it last weekend? I looked out the front porch and there's this big field. And my brother has soybeans planted in it. And it, looked, it was just sheets of water crossing it it was raining so hard got an inch and eight tenths in about 30 minutes that's a lot of water that saturates the ground right we ought to be so saturated with joy that it's coming out of our pores some of you look at me like you're not too excited about this everybody smile and then the last part with the ecstatic joy indescribably sublime and immersed in glory hallelujah Isaiah 12 1 through 6 says in that day you will sing I will praise you O Lord you were angry with me but not anymore now you comfort me see God has come to save me I will trust in him and not be afraid the Lord is my strength and my song He has given me what? Victory. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. With joy, you will drink deeply from the fountain of salvation. In that wonderful day, you will sing. Thank the Lord. Praise his name. Tell the nations what he has done. Let them know how mighty he is. Sing to the Lord, for he has done wonderful things. Make known his praise around the world. So we need to be making that known to everybody we see. Some people we're, that are in our world, or our sphere, or our place, they're the only ones that, we're the only ones that can represent Christ. How is your representation of Christ? Let all the people of Jerusalem shout his praise with joy. For great is the Holy One of Israel who lives among you. Listen. We don't have joy, and we don't really have joy just because we got a new car or a new house or more money or a new job. You know why? That's not what gives, it may give you momentary, a little bit of joy. Oh, I got a new this. Hallelujah, I got this. And in this day and time, everybody's, that's all they ever get excited about. But you know what? All those things get old. Right? The word says, 
that God's mercies are new every morning. <laughs> every morning. Every morning. You know why we rejoice? Not because of this and that and this happened and we got blessed and that happened and that got blessed and so and so and all that. Not because of that. We should be rejoicing because our names have been written in the Lamb's book of life. I'm excited because my name is in that book. When the roll is called up under, you remember that old hymn? I'm going to be there. Amen? And my name is written in that book. And then there's some things about not having joy. Do you know that the lack of joy yields consequences? Hmm? Yeah. Listen to this scripture. You know, there are all kinds of things in the word if we just search them out. And it speaks to every part of our life. This is in Joel, verse 1, 9 through 12, and this is in the King James Version. It says, the meat offering and the drink offering is cut off from the house of the Lord. The priest, the Lord's ministers mourn. So something's going on, right? And it's not really good. The field is wasted, the land mourneth, for the corn is wasted, the new wine is dried up, the oil languished. Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen. How, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languishes. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree. Well, there ain't nothing left that's got nothing, right? That's got anything, excuse me. We like double negatives. But listen to this last part. Even all the trees of the field are withered. Why? Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. <laughs> See, so I ain't never read that one before. Because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Joy, you have allowed joy to leave you, so everything around you is starting to wither and die because there's no, joy keeps us going, right? The joy of your salvation. Don't lose that joy because things happen. There are consequences. You know, when there's no joy around you, everything around you gets negative and bowed down and bored down and everybody around you is like, well, if they like that, then I might as well be like that. And so there are some things that we need to do with joy. You say, what do you mean? There's some things that we need to do with joy. We need to take joy into consideration of all parts of our life. First of all, I'm talking about is we need to receive the word with joy. Right? When the word comes, we need to receive it with joy. We need to look at it and say, well, I don't really understand that, but thank God that it's there. When we read God's word, when we put it in our hearts, receive it with joy. 1 Thessalonians 1, 6 says, And you became followers of my example and the Lord's when you received the word. So you received the word that Jesus is the Savior. You became my examples when you received that. When you received the word, how? With the joy of the Holy Spirit. 
And listen to this last part. You say, I want to hear this last part. Even though it resulted in tremendous, tremendous trials and persecution. So, you became followers of my example in the Lord's when you received the word with the Holy Spirit, with joy of the Holy Spirit. In other words, even though you following it, and most back then they knew once you, this, you decided this, that there were going to be some things happening. There were persecutions and there were trials and there were things going on. Not everybody liked your decision, right? When I accepted Christ, not everybody liked my decision. I had some people that just wouldn't have anything to do with me. I had some people that didn't understand me. I had some people that, it, it was just. But I was excited about what had happened to me. That Christ had come into my life. The joy of my salvation is my strength. That's what brought me through all that. So when you go through trials and persecution, you go through trials and persecutions with joy. Right? She said, hopefully you should. You're not excited about what's going on, but you're excited about what's coming. Right? And you can, you can have excitement. You know, just like I was saying, working on that floor in the youth room, I'm excited about there's an end to it coming. And then you'll look in there and the whole floor will be covered. There's joy about that, right? <laughs> James, first chapter, starting in verse 2, says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing, facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy you can. Wow, listen to that statement. My believers, when it seems as though you're facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Take every opportunity to experience the joy. And it goes on to say, for you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up the power of endurance. That's the reason that your faith is tested. You stir up that endurance and it's, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Just like when you're running or, or whatever you're, you're um, practicing for or working up for, you do that and you get stronger, right? You're able to endure more. If you can run a mile, then you keep doing that for two or three days and you add a mile to it and you add a mile to it and you add a mile to it and you can endure longer and longer. You wonder, well, how can they run that many miles? Because they've been enduring for a long time. They've been doing this many and this many and this many till they get it to the point where well, two miles is not much. Three miles is not a lot. Four miles is not a lot. Five miles is not a lot. Right? They just don't do it by thinking about it. But when those things happen, endurance grows even stronger. It will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Wow. So, so, so this whole thing is, is working to a point. This whole thing of joy, this whole thing of being able to be joyful in the midst of trials and tribulations and testings and all those things. Why are you doing all this? Because there will be a point that there's nothing missing and nothing lacking in your life. What? 
You know, some people don't like this kind of teaching or preaching. You know why? Because they love being in the mullet grubs. They love to be down in the dumps. Oh, well, don't take that from me. That's all I got. Don't throw anything. That's all I got is my pitfall. It's time to come out of that pitfall. And it's, kind of, it's time to come and see that the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's kind to come to that place where you're going to see nothing missing and nothing lacking. Amen? Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. Luke 6, verse 22 says, How favored you become when you are hated, excommunicated, are slandered, or when your name is spoken of as evil because of your love for me, the Son of Man. That first part, you say, well, good gracious. My goodness. Hated, excommunicated, slandered, spoken of as evil because of your love for me, the Son of Man. I promise you that as you experience these things, you will celebrate and dance with overflowing joy. <laughs> How is that going to happen? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Salvation. You're excited about the salvation. And the heavenly reward of your faith will be what? Abundant. Because you are being treated the same way as your forefathers, the prophets. Listen, what's happening to you ain't new. What's happening to you, you ain't the first one to experience it. Guess what? Our forefathers even said that. Our forefathers in the faith experienced all kinds of stuff that most of us can't even imagine. Right? But the reward of our faith is abundant. It's going to be abundant. Amen? The next thing is you need to pray with joy. When you go into prayer, pray with joy. Philippians 1, starting in verse 3, says, My prayers for you are full of praise to God as I give him thanks for you with great joy. His prayers are full of praise to God and he's giving thanks with great joy while he's praying for, these, for the Philippians. When you pray for people, do you pray with joy? Are you giving thanks to God? Are you praising God? I'm so grateful for our union and our enduring partnership that began the first time I presented the gospel to you. He's going back, he's, he has his joy because he remembers the first time he presented the gospel. He remembers their salvation and how they stood up for the Lord and his salvation and it gives him great joy. And he thanks God for it. I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this gracious, gracious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's excited. He's praying with joy because he saw you in the beginning. He said, I'm excited about what happened then. And I'm also excited. And I'm, I, I have faith. And, and he's not only faith, he says he's fully convinced. That God's going to continually bless you through this. He's going to mature you, the maturing of your faith, until Jesus Christ comes back. And it's unveiled to the whole world. 
So we need to be excited when we, we need to pray with joy. Come to the Lord with joy. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with what? Praise. As we come into him, thankful, joyous, thankful, and joyous. You know what? When I, I, pr- I get up in the mornings and when I pray, the first thing that comes out of me, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for this day. I'm thankful. I praise him. And, and, and you know what? I'm not perfect in all this, but this is making me, you know, I love it when I'm doing my sermon and it's preaching to me and things are happening where it's like, really, I got to do this. You know, I mean, that's the first thoughts that come to mind. I really got to preach this. I, but you know, as I do it, it, it builds me up. It, 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 it excites me. And then the next one is serve the Lord with joy. You know, when we're serving God, it's not always easy. I tell people that come into the ministry, you know, there are times when things are happening and they're kind of looking at you and you go, welcome to the ministry. I had a good pastor friend that used to say that all the time. He'd say, well, guess what happened? Welcome to the ministry. That's what he would say. Well, it's not necessarily easy. But you know what? We need to have joy. Because we don't, this is something that I strive to do. And I believe that especially when God has us in certain positions, that we don't need to wear our feelings on our shoulders or on our shirts, or on our whatever, that it might be tough. It might be the worst Sunday morning you've had, or whatever it is, Sunday nights, the worst day you've had, and you have the opportunity to come in front of somebody, and they can look at you and thought, man, I don't even want to be around them, because I feel that vibe that I don't want to feel. So you might have to go before it happens and go and somewhere and pray and say, God, you know what? This is not the best day I'm having, but I love you. I thank you. I want the joy of the Lord in my life. I thank you for my salvation. I thank you for what you're doing for me. I thank you that through this testing and this trial, I'm going to be praising you and I'm going to go forward. And then you come out of that, you're excited and somebody sees you and they don't know what's going on. And they probably don't need to know what's going on. But they can see in you, man, they're excited. I don't know if there's anything going on, but they are excited. And you say, well, Pastor B, you sure are saying a lot of stuff that I don't like. See, sometimes that I, I know that I preach out of sometimes what I'm experiencing sometimes. And I... Um, have to learn to thank God for that, not for that, but thank God that I learned through that. The worst thing you can do is not learn. Because you know, when you don't learn something, a lot of times you have to go back through it again and again and again and again. Yesterday, putting the flooring down, I never really, I helped Kevin a little bit. Kevin knew more about it than, than I did. And I'm putting stuff and I can't get these things to pop together. And I'm struggling and Kevin's like, you know, you just loosened all them back through there. And I'm like, 
He says, it just pops in and Oh, I was striving too much. <laughs> well, see, we, it, finally you kind of learn and then you know what to do. That's the same way in life. It's the same way in ministry. It's the same way in everything God has you doing. You learn, you learn, you learn, you learn. And the more you learn, the more you mature. And the more you mature, the easier it is to do things. And when you get to the point that, you know what? Somebody says, how's your day? I, I, and most of the time, I, I, it's great. Why is it great? Because the Jesus that lives in me is great. Amen? So serve the Lord with joy. Psalms 100, verse 2 in Amplified says, Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before his presence with what kind of singing? Joyful singing. How many of you come before his presence with joyful singing? You're not singing, Rue, despair. You remember that song? If you ever watched Hee Haw, an agony on somebody in the besides me. <laughs> joy. Come before his presence with joy. Come into say, Father, I thank you this morning. So serve the Lord with the joy of the Lord in you, with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And then the last one is finish your course with joy. The race that you have, the race, finish it with joy. Right? Finish it with joy. You know, when people go in sports and they, they're in the championship game and, and they don't quite win, but guess what? You were there. You were in the championship. So be joyful about that. I made it this far. But see, with Jesus, we win. Right? When we come to the end of our course, we win. No matter what's going on, what, who's ahead of us or whatever. When we come to the end of that place, we win. Everybody say, I win. I win. I win. I win. Maybe not today, but we're going to win one day the whole thing. What did you say? The whole enchilada. Finish your course with joy. Acts 20, 24. Paul said this, but none of these things move me. I'll stop right there. None of these things move me. How many of you can say, none of these things move me? I don't care what's happening. It doesn't move me. In other words, it doesn't change me for what I believe. It doesn't change the fact that Jesus is my Lord. It doesn't change the fact that I am bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. It doesn't change that at all. It doesn't move me off of my stance, off of my ground that I'm grounded in. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. In other words, my life is his. So it's not all about me and all about my life and how I want things to be, but it's about Jesus and how he wants it to be and what he wants it to be. And why? so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify the gospel of the grace of God. See, it's all about your testimony. And that's why our actions mean a lot and the way we present ourselves and how we allow God to work through us that's our testimony, and that speaks to other people. You want to win people to Christ? You want to have revival? Then start acting like God's done something in your life. Start acting like that Jesus Christ is your Lord. 
Don't let everything that comes along push you out of the way. Don't let it move you. Don't let it change you. Well, it's kind of tough. I'm going to be changed. No. There are devastating things that can happen in people's lives, but that you cannot be moved. There used to be a song, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I refuse to be moved from what God has done for me. I refuse. You want to have revival? You want to see people's lives? You want to see people saved? You know there's a difference between revival and salvation. A lot of times we got that wrong. Let's have revival and everybody gets saved. Well, that's not what revival is about. I don't think you can plan a revival. I think revival happens through the power of the Holy Spirit and through God. He comes in and revival happens. And what revival, it means you revive. In other words, it's already saved people getting excited. Now, there can be salvation, and that's different. And pe people get saved as a result of revival, right? So you want to see revival? You want to see soul saves? You want to see family members saved? You want to see friends saved? You want to see things happen? Then let the joy of the Lord be strong in you. Allow God's spirit to work in you. Don't be moved by everything that happens. And I got this little statement. I was reading some different things about joy. And this one guy said, get some joy. So I want to tell you this morning, you need to get some joy, right? Get some joy, however you want to say it. I'm south of the Mason-Dixon line, so I like to get joy. <laughs> I may get in trouble for saying that, but that's okay. <laughs> and I want to leave you with a couple of verses. 1 John 15, 11 in Amplified says, I've told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you. So John said, I'm telling these things so that my joy and my delight might be in you and that your joy be made full and complete and overflowing. Don't you want your joy to be made full and complete, overflowing? So that other people feel that joy? And I will speak this verse to you, Romans 15, 13. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? You know what we need? We need the hope that fills us with joy. And that's the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Amen? You know, our lives, we're here for a purpose. We're not here to be um, trying to say, think how to say this because the word I was going to say, I don't really like it. We're not here to be comforted all the time. I want to say satisfied, but we're satisfied in who Jesus is. And yeah, that's true too. But in other words, we're here to serve God. And we're to have joy in any situation, no matter what is happening. And I want to tell you, not only will it make the people around you feel better, it'll make you feel better. Right? You know, things sometimes just don't work out right. 
You can either choose. You've heard me say before, you choose to be bitter or better. You can choose to have joy or not have joy. You know, um, it's funny how when you're, these examples happen in your life and you, you, like yesterday. See, God knew I was going to be seeking on joy and and, and this, this happened and the enemy was like, I'm going to steal your joy. So we ordered lunch and we thought we'd have it delivered. And Darren and I were on a uh, video conference call with Brian Hudson in Nicaragua. And Darren's got his computer on. His, you know, you can follow those guys as they're delivering. The little map shows you where they're at. Well, this person pulls in the parking lot, drives through, and we're talking to Brian. Darren's like, and we're watching. And he drives out. Of, they drive, he or she, whatever, drives out of the parking lot. And it said, you know, it's past the time it's supposed to already been delivered. You can see them, they drive all the way to Weddington and deliver our stuff down there somewhere, our lunch. And we're like, okay. So we're still talking to Brian, and he's telling us about some things that are going on in Nicaragua and some things that we're going to try to be doing in the future. Or we're not trying, but we're going to be doing in the future. Um, and so Darren, they give a little thing. He texts, he types in this stuff and they're like, oh, we're sorry. We'll just refund you money. Well, it's been 45 minutes and we still don't have lunch. You know, we're in there working. Kevin and them are working. I was taking a break. Kevin and Steven's in there. And so I said, well, I'll just go pick it up. So I drive up to where we're going and I order it and get through it, all of this thing. And I get up there and I reach back and I don't have a wallet. Now I have a choice. <laughs> I can scream and holler, and the guy looked at me, and I said, man, I'm sorry. This is my second attempt, and it's not kind of working out that great so far. I said, but I don't have my wallet. Can I just give you a number? So uh, anyway, I ended up calling Darren, and he gave me the number, and I typed in the numbers for the credit card and was on my way. But I thought, you know, but see, I could have just threw my hands up and ran out the door and said, well, you know what? This is just crazy. We're not going to eat. So we ate. I want to tell you this morning that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Everybody stand up. I want to ask you something this morning. First of all, how many of you really know that the joy of the Lord is your strength? Raise your hand if you do. Raise it halfway if you're not sure. <laughs> I think was unanimous. Just everybody raise one hand and I'm going to pray for everybody in this room and everybody if you're still online. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you so much that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Our strength. And Lord, that no matter what happens, we can be joyous because of the Lord. We're, we're, we have joy because of salvation that's on the inside of us not because of things we have or the things we're going to have or whatever but because of you and yes those things can give you physical joy but we're talking about spiritual joy so father i thank you for that i pray your blessing and your joy upon every person in this room every person that's hurting every person that needs healing every person that needs physical healing every person that really needs joy and i thank you for that father and I praise you for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, 
Amen. Now, I got something joyous to tell you right now. And then Darren's going to come up and tell you something else joyous. Hallelujah. This is just, to me, awesome. But our mortgage statement now says zero. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for his blessings. Thank for all the help. I mean, I'm just like, Darren, he said, he looked online, he said, yep, says zero. And I said, hallelujah. That's something we've been praying for for 20 years. Hallelujah. I'm excited. That gives me all kinds of joy, spiritual joy, physical joy, joy, joy. Amen.